and welcome to another edition of the Photography Bar podcast. Um, I'm Mark and as usual I'm joined by my colleague Cam. Cam how are you doing? I'm very good Mark, very good, thank you. Good, good, good. It's been a busy couple of weeks which is yeah why we haven't really done a podcast for the past couple of weeks so apologies about that. Uh, but uh, we have been um, sort of working on stuff because um today we are going to uh review a canon lens the guys from canon um uh very nicely lent as a lens to have a little review um so we'll be talking about that later and uh we do have a few other things sony are bringing out a, um, a new camera as well we'll have a chat about that and cam i think you've got a couple of things you'd like to talk about too yeah that's right yeah i'm going to jump in with a, cu- uh, uh, a couple of things but I'm, I'm i'm really pleased that we've got uh, official uh product reviews now from canon as well so it's great for the podcast you know it's the lifeblood of uh, the podcast is is you know talking about gear and things like that and working yeah. with uh, let's say the big boys shall we say and we're, boys. Really, and we're really proud <laughs> that Canon are on board so um yeah that's gonna be really good but anyway look as as usual we, we we talk about all things photography video world and that type of thing and new stories and gear and everything I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in with, I'm going to put a slightly different spin on this, okay, because at first it's going to come as a bit of, oh, you know, but this, I want to talk about the power of photography here in two ways, okay, in two different stories, that how powerful photography can actually be. Okay, so um, I came across a story, it's going back a couple of months ago from the summer, and where the headline means reads bbc photographer has shocking photo of prince andrew that could rock monarchy okay Okay. that's the headline it is claimed prince andrew insisted the image image never became public but an insider close to newsnight refused to rule out a version appearing in a rumored new film Okay. okay And it says, I'm going to go on and just read. So it says, because there's an angle to this. Yeah, okay? yeah. And the angle is, is that it's the power of photography. And then you'll see what I mean when I talk about the next thing. So it's a BBC employee who covered, who, who, who worked covering Prince Andrew's disastrous Newsnight interview, claims to have a photograph that could shatter the royal family if it was ever made public. Andrew agreed to sit down with presenter Emily Maitlis on November 14th, 2019 at Buckingham Palace. We've all seen it, haven't we? Where yeah, he was questioned about his association with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, and it says photographer Mark Harrison, who was present during the BBC sit down, took a snap that would cause serious embarrassment if it ever got out. Oh, it's just from the actual interview. It has been claimed. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. It says a source said the image was jaw dropping, but offered little more detail. Right. Okay. Okay. That's kind of contradictory in itself, I'm guessing. But so the Duke of York's car crash interview is reportedly set to be turned into a movie and could star Hugh Grant, (laughs) and in the no producers (laughs) may want to recreate their own version. It is understood Andrew insisted the picture taken on the day never becomes public, but an insider close to the show teased that everything has a price. And uh, a source said it's the kind of thing which would make the public drop their cornflakes. It is definitely not what Andrew would would want out there. And apparently he insisted that it remained secret. Our jaws dropped to the floor when we saw it. It would cause Andrew so much embarrassment. Okay, fine. But this is all... 
And then the last thing on that, it says there is, of course, a chance that it will at some point come out for all to see, perhaps if the price is right. And of course, the movie about the interview is happening so that it is a possibility. Now, you know, and it says the Prince declined to comment the story of how the BBC obtained the bombshell interview is set to become a film with the title Scoop. Anyway, OK, so we're talking about the photo there. Yeah. And, and it goes to show that, I mean, OK, this is sensationalist. You know, it's it's, it's a headline. Yeah. It, it's, it's possibly something of nothing. Who knows? OK. Yeah, it could just be some marketing guy for the film. I mean, of, it could be. Of course it is, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm no fan of Prince Andrew, just to throw that one out there. But, yeah, okay, um, okay. I always look at these things with a bit of cynicism. Yeah. Um, sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's publicity. You know, someone's looking for a bit of publicity, possibly, okay? Anyway, so it, it goes to show that, you know, it's caused a head on. Let's just say for a moment it's true. We're not going to go down there, okay? But it goes to show that a photo taken in a moment, taken in, in an instant, in that decisive moment, can can cause shockwaves, you know, uh, for around the world and whatever. That's, that, that is the power of, a, of an image. Don't, don't you agree, Mark? I'm not sure. An, an image can do that. I mean, an image. Yeah, of course, an image can do that. Mm. Yeah, but an, but an agenda. It's an image attached to an agenda. Now, obviously, you've read that out. Yeah. Um, two things strike to mind. I mean, it is the, the person who's written it is obviously not a fan of Prince Andrew, with obvious reasons. I'm not mm. either. Um, but also, it sounds like it's something to do with the film, and it sounds like it's. I I I would I, I wouldn't be surprised this photo isn't as powerful as they're making it out. No, it, it's 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 probably not. But I'm just talking about now. It could be any new story. It could be about okay. This is about Prince Andrew, but it could be about, it could be about anyone. Okay, any, yeah. any let's take an A-list celebrity. Okay, we won't name anyone. Let's just take an A-list celebrity. And there's you know and you know there's there's going to be pictures you know uh, you know for pictures released and it's embarrassing. And and hey, look, we know a lot of celebrities have been in that situation before. But you know, photos are taken, and in this and in this day and age, when photos are taken, everything is captured on phones and everything. I'm thought, I'm sure a lot of people have been put into compromising situations hey, with people saying, "Hey, you know, I've got a photo of of you in this situation." Mm. But you know that that's the power of photo, and it creates a new story. Well, now, I'm surprised that this doesn't happen more actually since the uh, mobile phone. Really, I mean, yeah. the stuff that must go on in the. Uh the A-list celebrity arena. Yeah, uh, you you would have thought but there would have been a plethora of <laughs> images coming out, but, you know, there's still the the the, the, the strong-armed managers and the, the marketing teams behind these celebrities that make sure these things don't come out in the banks of lawyers that they've all got. So, you That's know. Right. It's, it's all probably on the dark web, which I know, know how the <laughs> idea how to get into the dark web. And I don't really wish to either. Anyway, nah. <laughs> okay. So now I'm going to put another spin on this, okay? Putting this story to one side. And, and I'm going to I'm going to change it completely. And we're talking again about the power of of an image or photographs or of, of a photograph. Again, I wasn't aware of this, and I really wish I had been because somebody told me about this. Um, uh, there was uh, going back a few days ago, and it was regarding an uh, a, a photo a photography exhibition that took place in London in the summer, and it was called Calm. Uh, and it says Calm launches a major new suicide prevention campaign. And it says the campaign, which features an installation of smiling portraits in London, aims to raise awareness around suicide and explain that suicide doesn't always look suicidal. Mm. 
And it says the last photo, uh, that's what the, the exhibition was called, is a new UK-wide campaign. I didn't realise there's UK-wide campaigns. Let me see if I can find this somewhere. There's a new UK-wide campaign from Suicide Prevention Charity, Campaign Against Living Miserably, which is calm, okay, created with Adam and Eve, it says DDB, in London, which aims to offer a practice to offer practical advice on what suicidal behavior might look like and how to help loved ones you might be worried about. And the campaign also aims to redress the image of suicide that we might hold in our minds of someone who's outwardly depressed, reclusive and sad. As a simple but hugely powerful campaign shows, this is often not the case. And instead, those who are struggling with suicidal thoughts might in fact appear happy and successful. Mm. And it's just to do this, Calm and Adam and Eve, it's just Adam and Eve DDB. What is uh, that? Uh, that's the company that's put this together, I think. Okay. Okay, maybe, the, maybe the marketing company or the... Uh, they have created an installation of photos of smiling people that is displayed in an outdoor exhibition in the set on the South Bank in London. The photos have been on display since Monday, but now it's going back to June, okay? But today it's oh, revealed. Right. But today, okay, uh, this story goes back to June, okay? So it says, but it was revealed... That Hot they off are, the press then, Cam. That's right, yeah. It says, but it is revealed that they are among the last images taken of people who went on to die by suicide. Mm. Okay, so when you look at this, they've got a series of uh, uh, of images. Uh, looks like it's in the South Bank, and, yeah, I can see some of the images that were taken... And they're, they're just normal pictures of everyday people just looking at the camera, smiling, you know, uh, you know, looking at looking at the camera as if actually this life is perfectly OK. And all of these people in this exhibition, I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and it goes down the line. So there must be a lot of pictures in this exhibition. And all of these people committed suicide. So it says the exhibition is accompanied by a 90 second TV commercial, which launches on ITVs this morning with the TV show supporting the initiative. Obviously, this is going back to June. Mm. And it says that it is revealed at the end. end it says the, the, the photo shows seemingly happy people enjoying life, playing with children, making jokes, before it is revealed at the end that soon after the imagery was shot, they died by suicide. Mm. And a broader integrated campaign will also appear in print and social with Calm's ambassadors, part brands and partners delivering wider content. So, you know, it, again, you know, it, it all comes back to the power of imagery and and photos. And th th there's a picture on at a train station in London. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, the the when when you see billboards and they're one of the, uh, out on the streets and in trains, and it's got the company that put these ads together or put everything together. The, yeah. These, J.C. Decal, I think, DeKal, yeah, and yeah. is, and I can't remember the other one. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, so there's one here at a train station that say, that says there's a picture of a couple looking at the camera, smiling, looking incredibly happy, and it says, um, it says three days later, Ross took his own life. Okay. Um, I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, again, it's it's all part of that agenda, isn't it? Which is a very lofty agenda. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Uh, but you know, if you didn't know Ross had died mm. in that picture, then that picture wouldn't be as powerful as it is. So it's all down to context, I mm. find. Yeah, it's a good um, point. So you know, I mean, if if you're just seeing an exhibition of smiley faces, it doesn't really mean much. But then when you know the context of it, that's mm. when it becomes powerful. So I I mean, as much as I I mean, obviously I'm an image maker, so I believe the image is powerful, but <clears throat> It's also down to the agenda and how it's placed in the context that it's placed. You know, the, the, the whole 
thing about the camera never lies for example is is always been a lie even before photoshop you know um you can you can have a picture with a story of it saying this and that's what you think it's about and then you could have the same picture or another story and then it means something completely different so um although there is a power in that image that power is sort of transferable to the agenda that you're making in fact you mm. know it can actually be quite dangerous in that respect because you can show something not to be what it is um you know and, and you, you mm. find a lot of that you know uh it, i always I, I remember actually it was um it was uh, it was the world cup i think uh, a while ago i think it was in france and uh, there was trouble in the crowds with england fans mm. um and it was with Russian fans, I think I seem to remember. Right. And um, there was a there was this newspaper. Um, I can't remember which one it was, and and it had a picture of the crowds, and it just said disgusting, you know. Yeah. And then when he actually looked at the picture, the you know because it was insinuating that England fans were up sure. to no good. Yeah. But actually, when he looked at the picture, all the England fans were were fleeing the scene. They're all running mm. away from the yeah. on, on the oncoming Russian fans. Yeah. And you know, it's only that pitch was supposed to make England fans look like they were yeah. causing trouble, but in fact they weren't. Mm. Uh, it's it's in fact the opposite. They were trying to get out of there. Mm. And I remember it. Yeah, you remember that picture? Yeah, I do remember it actually. Um, yeah, and you know, it's all about how pictures are being used as well, as far as it just being a powerful object on its own, mm. because that was a completely wrong use of that picture, and it actually got you know slated because the people saying well hang on a minute they're running away how is yeah. this a picture of england fans being a you know yeah uh, unlike the england fans um on the day of the uh, uh euro um uh, euro finals <laughs> um, when they did cause mayhem well jumping yeah okay cars but, yeah. <laughs> jumping on yeah. tops of cars you know in, in the england fans Square. can be dicks yeah, don't get me yeah. wrong and um, too, every set of fans can be dicks but um yeah and too but, much dis- but too to much. that particular instance yeah that yeah. picture was wrongly it was trying to be used to serve an yeah. agenda and was yeah. actually wrong yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I guess you could. I mean, it's that thing, isn't it? Every picture tells a story, yeah. you know. And uh, whether, um, but, but what is the story? You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's pretty, it could be black, it could be white. You know, it depends how you put an angle on that story. But that's. Uh, uh, but again, that's just news and that spin. You know, and we see a picture, yeah. and, and how many times have people seen a picture? Well, it's not quite what you think it is, or mm. you know, when they say, or oh, have you seen? You know, uh, but. But when it's, when it's, when they have put a, a story to an image for a for the right reason, shall we say, you know, it can be it can be and 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 also where you're not trying to look for another angle either. You know, there's no reason to look at a picture and and try and see if if there is another angle to it. And these pictures in this calm exhibition. You know, uh, you know, once you realise, I think it's quite, you know, I, I'm aware of it now, but for a lot of people that looked at those pictures, it's perhaps only at the end, when they get to the end of the exhibition, they get to the end of the pictures, that they then are then told that all of the pictures, uh, all of the people in these pictures, you know, died mm. not long after that photo was taken because they all died from depression. And, you know, and, you know, we, we all have things to deal with and and that's yeah. that's what it gets to. And, hey, you know, it's that old saying, isn't it? It's several cliches and things, you know, put on a brave face type of thing, you oh, know. Stiff up a lip and all that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. You know, but I just wanted to draw attention to that because, again, it was too, you know, we're looking at, 
the two different, two very different stories. The one of Prince Andrew, you know, the one of Carmen, but it is all to do with photography and and you're right, Mark. It's but it's how an image, it's how an image is portrayed as well. Um, and and you know, it's about it's found, yeah, information found, about what's going on in that picture. Yeah, that's know. right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Exactly, uh, that's right. And, yeah, and it affects all sorts of things. You know, there's there's a is it a Robert to a nerve picture where is is it the sailor and the uh, and uh, the, oh, the wife the, the kissing yes. one yeah and you just yeah. think oh this was this was this sort of spontaneous embrace and actually when you realise it was all set up and faked and you think yeah. oh, okay the power goes doesn't it when you know <laughs> exactly that's right yeah now moving moving on from from that because this actually I think leads into our canon lens review that we're going to be doing oh, okay. purely by <laughs> yeah. chance okay uh, you know what our links i think are getting better and better some people may not agree but i think <laughs> our links are getting better better okay so i mean they can I, only get better to be fair okay. yeah, they can only get better yeah it's true okay so we know that um obviously with the queen passing away recently um you know we watched the and and also prince philip and do you remember you know watching the funeral on the tv and all the 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 pictures that came out from the funeral and yeah. uh, and all of those things. Now, when you see these events going on, and then you see these pictures taken afterwards by the official royal photographer, mm. um, you don't see a photographer anywhere really on the TV coverage, do you? Or a team of photographers. Clearly, the only time I noticed it was when I think it was when William and Kate got married, and they had, and I think when Kate arrived at the church i saw a photographer going in lady going in taking a picture in the car and then stepping away thought ah oh, that's interesting God, imagine doing that <laughs> that's they? not I mean... that's not how i would have done it i thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. photographers like sorry hundred i mean sorry, thousands of photographers watching that going no that's not how i'd do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's right yeah anyway so this is okay uh, this is about uh, photographers and there's, there's official photographers at these events. It says, this is how a secret photographer will hide in plain sight at the Queen's funeral. But can you spot where? It says, royal photographer Arthur Edwards captured Prince Philip's funeral last year while hiding and drawing zero attention to himself. And after he photographed the most emotional moments of the family he had snapped for 44 years, he shared the secret to being to staying hidden. All right. Okay. okay so <laughs> he explained how the Duke of Edinburgh. Big ass lens, I'm assuming. Well, well <laughs> it all becomes clearly <laughs> yeah, clear, yeah, right. Yeah. He explained how the Duke of Edinburgh had arranged for him to hide inside a fake pillar at the top of the stairs leading to St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle. <laughs> it's a fake pillar. <laughs> 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 Arthur, Arthur said it had a letterbox shaped slit and it was just like the bird watching hides where Prince Philip spent hours during his retirement at Sandringham. And it says, and there were and and there was a similar setup to capture the most intimate moments of the Queen's straight funeral. It says there is a secret photographer box next to the Great West Door at Westminster Abbey. Mm -hmm. 2,000 people, including all members of the royal family, were amongst those getting photographed. And it says, as well as getting photos from people entering, pictures were also taken inside Westminster Abbey as the funeral took place. Of course, they were, because we saw these pictures. We saw, you know, we, you know, we, we saw them in, in, you know, in the in the news the, the following day or, or the same day, really. So basically, what what it is is they have got secret hidey holes. <laughs> secret pillars so yeah. if you're wondering so if you're wondering how these photos uh, are taken and how you didn't see the, the these photographers and how it would be 
should be quite obvious that you'd see a photographer at some point, wouldn't you? It's mm. because it's because it's all yeah, and it's obvious they've all been carefully hidden and and tucked away, and um, little you know uh, these uh, birds birds viewing boxes that they bird viewing boxes and that they put in and secret pillars and it makes sense, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a sort of crazy sounding thing our royal family would do <laughs> yeah i wonder if you could uh i wonder if you could dress up you know as, as a pillar <laughs> right what <laughs> as a you know, at, at a wedding okay anyway um anyway okay so that's how they do it i just want to throw it, that it'd out be like it'd be like one of those guys you don't really see him in films when they're like got branches attached to them and stuff you know when they're in <laughs> camouflage <laughs> exactly now doesn't this lead on right to our lens review because there's photographers who are hiding in that pillar and you know uh in the bird hide holes there you know they need the right lenses you know they they need some pretty long lenses and they see and they're going to have some damn good high quality lenses Mm -hmm. as well you know so um you know what are they using what would they be using and i'm sure at some point a photographer is going to use one of the Canon RF 70 to 200 millimeter 2.0. Oh, that's a beautiful link. <laughs> because, because we've tested it out, haven't we? Yeah, well, we have. I mean, yeah. to be fair, th- this range of lens I've been using for a very long time, as, as you know. Mm. Um, now, I bought my first sort of proper professional camera gear back in 2008. I wasn't freelance. I wasn't. I mean, I was working as a photographer at that time, but I wasn't mm. working for myself or didn't have the equipment that I needed and I only had so much money I bought um the, the Canon 5D Mark II and two L lenses one of them being the 2470 and the other one being the 70 to 200 mm. and stupidly I decided to skimp on the cost and I didn't get the image stabilizing version right okay yeah so I've always had to have it at quite a high shutter speed yeah. or on a tripod to use it which is mm. fine you know there's a problem there i found a solution it's fine yeah. um so um so yeah so we decided to put my older lens and it is an older lens there are probably more recent ef lenses of that range than 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 the one i have yeah but nevertheless it is an l lens it's still a very good lens and i've always been pleased with the images that that lens brings um but obviously it you know we're going now to the rf system um and the rf i mean i probably spent about 1500 pounds on on the 7200 it was back in 2008 so right okay yep different money um but um you know now these days the the new rf version of this lens is about two six something around that two and a half to two six something like that that. so it's a marked difference in the price Mm. uh you know it's quite an investment and i was always wondering you know i've got this lens yeah um eventually i mean i've got obviously an r6 i'm using the adapter mm. do i need to really think about going for the rf1 and it is quite a lens um so a few stats for everybody which i didn't i think me and cam uh everyone who's listening for me, me and cam didn't want to sort of bombard you with stats and and you know all the sort of crazy stuff we wanted to sort of say how we felt and how we used it but obviously we do need a few stats yeah, just to yeah. show everyone what's going on so we've already we've already um as you discussed the price i mean we reckon it's about 50 percent higher price than the equivalent lens in the ef area 
Um, it goes down to 2.8. Um, it's also 70 to 200. Um, it has three image stabilizing modes. Um, and the big thing that I noticed with it, it's about half the size of my current lens. I remember you so so I remember that uh, it was it was delivered to me and then when I got together with you a few days later I remember that was your first sort of uh, you know boxes open you said whoa that is that's some that's look at the size of it it's yeah. much it, it is considerably lighter so when I pitch you know the your EF it was an EF wasn't it your yeah. EF lens up and then you could you could just tell straight away and I think um, when it's extended out, when it's fully zoomed out, it's probably then nearer to the length of your lens, isn't it? Maybe. Something. It's something like that. It was considerably... considerably it's still a lot smaller. smaller. No, I guess yeah. that's really... And, and again, you know, as Mark was just saying, we're, we're not... Um, uh, you know, we're, although we're, you know, we've reviewed this lens and we had it for about a week and we tested everything. We tested it as working photographers. So we tested it on actual jobs that we were shooting. You know, we're not we're not there to to take the lens apart and look at it. it you know, there's loads of other places that you can you can find all that detail. But it's about the, the real stuff that we were talking about. But the size and the weight was was the, was your your thing, because I didn't you know, you're more sort of experienced with Canon than I am, even though I've just switched to Canon mm. recently. Well, they reckon it's 65 percent lighter than, than the older lens. And that is incredible. You know, yeah. that's a huge weight difference. And I guess that's really down to the way technology moves on. You know, uh, you know, uh, I suppose, you know, that we find manufacturers perhaps find lighter materials that are stronger, you know, just as stronger as if not uh, you know uh, or stronger um you know they're probably looking for more efficient ways to make things as well so i think technology moves that on and technology well, course, yeah. technology has made cameras smaller so why not make lenses smaller as well you know and if the quality if they can retain that well actually not retain that quality but improve the quality of what mm. came before it that's the important thing because why would somebody want to invest in this lens when they could get something that was released well, how how long ago was that ef lens released Oh well, the one know. that I well, the one that yeah. I got was was to say two thousand and eight when I bought mine. Right, so, okay, a long time so, ago. Yeah, um, and so so we so we sort of put put it through its paces, didn't we? And we used yeah. it at uh, 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 I used it at a couple of events. Yeah. Um, then we used it together at a wedding as well. Yes, we um, did. and and I think that's where it's really useful because it's really for people like. Uh, wedding photographers, uh, yeah. event photographers, yeah. uh, photojournalists. It's really for those type of guys, as I would have thought, you know, yes. um, rather than, uh, I don't know. Uh, you uh, don't a, need it in a studio, guys. A commercial product photographer <laughs> yeah. or something. It's Exactly, that's right, yeah. So that's, that's really who it's for. So if, first of all, if you are shooting, if you are an event photographer or shooting that sort of stuff, then it's, an, it, I mean, it, it's an ideal lens, you know, it's, as it's, far it's, as focal length is concerned. I mean, we can't get over the cost of it. It's, it's, the what it's it is a hefty cost um but it is i mean there's two things that i noticed straight off so first off the size of the lens as, as we discussed and, mm. and how much lighter it is but also the focusing system i mean you don't even know it's focusing you well, don't you say feel you don't feel the focus you know like the like with mine you can you, you kind of know when it's focusing you, you feel the ring go and, mm. and you know it's focusing but with this one I mean, I was, is this actually, oh, it is actually focusing, but it's just so quick and yeah, silent. Yeah. And, and, and there's, yeah, you can't, I, you can't tell. 
I think that's where I've been a bit sport because I've gone straight into the Canon system, into the mirrorless yeah. range and the R lenses. So I've not used, I'd not used any of the old Canon lenses, mm. you know, uh, having moved from Nikon to Sony back to Nikon and then Canon. Okay. So um, I, I couldn't, all I knew was that focusing was really quick because my 2470 uh, 2.8 uh, that, that I've got, which is the first Canon lens I bought to yeah, go with the first Canon. Yeah. Which is, a, the, you know, to go with the first Canon mirrorless I bought or the first Canon camera that I'd bought. It, the focusing was, it was spot on great, really quick. Mm. And, and I expected it to be, let's be honest. Yeah. I expected it to be, I'd spent that much money on that camera and that lens. Okay. And I expected it to be quick and yes, it was. So I didn't have any complaints or anything at all. Then when I put on the, 70 to 200 i i did immediately think wow that's that's blimming quick yeah. for for a 7200 that was only when you then said wow that's much quicker than you know the ef lens yeah. and, and the ef is quick by the way ef yeah. is, is quick because i've never heard you say anything um detrimental about the focusing speed of the uh, ef at all ever no. in the past you've never said to me oh no just it, it's a bit slow in focusing you've never said anything no so so it was really when you said it i thought that's what made me think wow it's, it 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 must be really good because you notice the difference mm. between that and the ef lens straight, straight away and i but think but also it's the lack of vibration the smoothness of it it's it's almost as if it's done digitally rather than optically. Do you know what I mean? You can't yeah. feel the motion in the lens. It's just, yeah. and it's bang, bang, bang. I'm yeah, really because you would think you would feel that in the lens, wouldn't you? Because yeah. you can feel it in smaller lenses. Surely yeah. you would feel something. It was only when then you said to me, I was look, looking out for it and I couldn't feel anything at all. Yeah. Um, and it, so focusing, brilliant. Okay, so no issues there with it. I, it, I love the, the Canon lenses now because having gone into it and with the 2470 that i bought and you know mm. uh, it has the customizable ring i love that customizable rings for people that don't know uh on the lens there is there is another ring as well as your focus and your zoom but there's another ring that you could you can customize that to whatever you want so you can you can adjust you can move that to your iso mm. so you can adjust your iso on your lens or you can set it for your shutter or for your aperture however you want to do now it. this is not something i played a lot around with cam um, um my question to you is um is it just things like iso and shutter speed and aperture that actually can be used on the ring or can you can you sort of change your focusing mode because you know you got like obviously the eye focus the spot mm. focus the area focus can you use it to select that instead uh, that or? i don't know because ah, I, okay. I, I i looked i only looked at three things they were iso shutter and aperture okay. and i said and i said I, i've set the ring for iso and mm. i've got to be honest uh, I use it when I remember it's there. Yeah. Okay. And then when I do, I think, wow, this is blooming good. But I, I can, but on 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 the cannon that I've got on the body that I've got, I've got the ring that uh, that's on the back of the body. I use that yeah. as my ISO. Yeah. Like, I just turn that. It's really quick. So either way, I can use. But but it's great. But also, this I was really surprised that a big lens like the seventy to two hundred has also got that customizable control ring as well. Yeah, I, I think it's great. So for those of you that haven't got, I don't know whether Nikon lenses have got that. You know, the Nikon Z mm. range of lenses. Yeah. But, uh, whether they've got a customizable ring, you know. Um, do the Sony's have it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Because we've not gone down the G Master route for for um, uh, we see. use Sony's okay. for video filming. If anyone doesn't know, but then we use manual lenses, cinema lenses for that. Uh, so I don't. Of course. So I can't. Yeah. I can't comment there. So super fast quality. We know 
you don't really even need to go into it, right? The build quality, you know it's going to be it good is, because, it, yeah. because, let's be honest, it's one of the Canon's white lenses, shall yeah. we say, right? When you see, yeah. let's call it the white lens. The white lens. <laughs> right. You know, can you explain what that is a little bit, Mark? So the white lens, it tends to be L lenses. Um, so uh, they tend to be on the on the zooms because obviously the 2470 is also an L lens and that's not white. But um, they do tend to be a lot like the, the bigger lenses. So you probably see them on football pitches, you know, like the 500 mil or whatever. They'll be L lenses. They'll go down to 2.8. There'll be a massive, massive piece of glass in there. <laughs> um, and this 70 to 200 is is, is no different. Um, I don't know why they chose that aesthetic in particular, um, but it does stand out. And you do know, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's it's a good good canon lens there. Nice bit of glass in nice that lens when you see one of those. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, as I was saying, we were using event stuff, and and what I found that for what I found that when I took it, and so I was doing a job. It's funny we were talking about Westminster Abbey in the in the in the in the previous story about how photographers film the oh, yeah, or shoot yeah. the funeral. But I was working uh, opposite the road from Westminster Abbey uh, last week when we had the lens at the Queen Elizabeth Centre. Oh, QE two. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I was doing a shoot there, and I was shooting some pictures outside. Uh, sorry, inside and outside, but inside, and it's quite a bright building, which helps anyway. Yeah. But honestly, using that lens inside was it was a dream. It really was. Mm. Um, Okay, yes, luckily I had some lovely bright conditions, but but it could have gone down much darker and it would have been really good. But shooting inside using that felt really good and the lens didn't feel too big. But Mm. but what I wanted to do, so when I was using it, it, it was like, it was working very, very quickly. The images looked pin sharp. Somebody else who does the editing here at the office, she looked at the picture when she saw them up on screen. She said, wow, these are fantastic. Mm. And she didn't even know that we'd, we'd, we'd got this lens from Canon that they'd given us for a review. And I said, oh, yeah, it's this new Canon lens. And 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 she and she's not a photographer. She does editing. But mm. honestly, she noticed it straight away, the sharpness of the yeah. image. Because they look amazing, these pictures. And, of course, I'd shot them. So, of course, they looked amazing. Oh, but right. Anyway, okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so in use, it was great. At the wedding that we were using it at, okay, so here's it. So I've got one uh, um, Canon mirrorless body. Mm. So I was changing lenses from the 2470 yeah. to the 7200. I was doing the same. I did it a few times when I needed to to test it mm. out and see what I was going to get. Changing lenses is a pain in the ass. It is. Okay. And I've never liked doing it. And I've right. all, or, uh, on a, whenever, whenever I'm on a shoot, I don't like doing it because that's when you're going to make a mistake. You're either going to drop the lens or trying to connect it. You connect it in wrong or you damage yeah. something. That or, you miss, or you miss the shot. Yeah. Or you miss the shot. Okay. And, and all of that type of thing. So, um, so that was the thing where I couldn't use it as often as I wanted to because the 7200, sorry, the 2470 was the main lens and I need to use that in 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 all situations. Obviously, 7200 isn't going to be right for for every situation. Mm. It was going to be too close. So, um, but what I wanted to, so I'd used it sort of quite a lot. But there were a few things that I wanted to check online because I wanted this to be a real review rather than finding little bits here and there. But there's a couple mm. of things that I wasn't sure on. So I did look I did look it up on uh, online because um, I wanted to have a look at how well weather, how well it was weather sealed. Okay? Okay. Because that's something that's quite important to me. Whenever I buy a camera, 
weather sealing is really important to me. And obviously, when you're going to buy a pro camera or a pro lens, you would expect weather sealing to be really good. And mm. it's difficult to tell other than just looking at it. Is this well sealed? Yeah. Right? Well, we, uh, you know, right. this, this, this is a lens that's been lent to us by Canon. We can't yeah. exactly throw a bucket of water over it. Can I, didn't want to, it? I didn't want to <laughs> so, do that. Right. No. It, it wasn't raining. In fact, no. it was a lovely sunny day when we it shot. Okay. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I looked it up and it said the weather sealing gasket and overall, apparently it's very well weather sealed, which you would expect it to be for a canon lens yeah. you know at that price anyway so that's something that you know because it is the sort of lens that photographers are going to use in all sorts of conditions and in wet conditions as well because hey it's for event stuff it's for journalists it's for in the moment stuff yeah. so you need to know that when it's not the sort of lens that you're going to use extensively indoors you know unless you're using it maybe at a big event indoors well, you, an event really, or a wedding well, you would actually yeah you would yeah, you I, would I, actually, use, okay, I, yeah. I use mine quite yeah. a bit so yeah well, as you know i always have the two straps with me so yeah exactly so um i love you used it okay but uh, i didn't it's got that it's got that tripod mount underneath which i think is brilliant um, well i mean to be fair the ef has that as well ha- yes that's right yeah. yeah but just generally though i think that's really good yeah. and uh and i was sort of playing about with it and i did like the way that you could just unscrew it a little bit and and easily rotate it for landscape and portrait as well and mm. i thought that mm. was a really cool yeah. feature i don't know if you've got that on your ef but yeah. i thought that was yeah, a, such a good feature it, it looks it's quite an obvious feature to me but it's only when you've got it and see it you think wow yeah that's that's really useful mm. um the one thing i didn't understand uh, initially where the it's got a switch for three modes of image stabilization yes well i'm coming from a guy myself who opted not to go for any image stabilization don't do that guys by the way if if you're buying this lens go for image stabilizing it makes your life a lot lot easier <laughs> um yeah that was it was it was a bit of a mistake on my part but yeah so I mean, it's got like mode one, which is the generally go-to setting, wasn't it? I think that's what we used yeah. most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's got mode two, which is for panning, um, which, I mean, I did have a go with it. I, I didn't. I mean, I, I think we'd have to really. I think you've really got to test it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. really. Got yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> Not like that. You know, we tested it as to what we needed it to do. Yeah. And then stabilizes at the moment you shoot for mode three, which allows you to swing and follow the action with the lens trying to compensate. So I guess that's when you're moving a lot, yeah. um, which actually I think would be really, really handy. So, you know, if you are, especially if you're using it handheld, I guess that would really help with that too. Um, so, yeah, mode one, mode three, I guess, would be the ones that I would use. But if you're a sports photographer, I guess the panning mode would be the one you would use as well. Yeah. Um, so one thing, I, yeah, and then one thing I'd noticed it on where you could tell straight away that there was a difference. Yeah. Okay. With how good the image stabilizer is, is I put it into video mode. Okay. okay. And I filmed something. Okay. And you could see how how well it stabilizes when yeah. you're trying to handhold something. You try and film handholding a lens right that size and yeah. it's a small lens as well for what it is yeah but generally you know you know you've still got a bit of weight on you with your camera body and everything else so the image stabilization is really good now this was the, the there were two things that i looked up online that i wanted to find out about this okay other than that the test was completely done by ourselves one was the weather ceiling that i looked up and the other thing is mm. i wanted to just find out about the stabilization and about hand holding and what speeds photographers were fine they could do it mm. and uh and it said that in a test on the EF lens, your lens, it says yeah. some. It says somebody said they could test, they could safely handhold at two hundredth of a second without image stabilization. Now yeah, you said which... you shoot at high shutter speed, so that explains that. Well, I, I don't go lower than two hundred. 
Okay, so 200 seems <laughs> to be on the list. The, I, yeah. I think the reason why they've said 200 there is because, well, especially with my Mark III, yeah. that's the flash sync. So right. I can use my flash yes. and hold it. However, yeah, I do, if it's like a wedding or something, I do tend to use a monopod just in case, just to give me yeah. that extra security that it's going to be fine. But yeah. if I'm going around just getting the natural shots at a yeah. wedding, um, the ones that, you know, if 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 they they're not that great it doesn't matter so much yeah because uh, you have a few others and you know yeah. um i i you know i'm walking around it'll be on 200 especially if it's indoors with the flash and it's fine yeah yeah so that was that was that on the ear lens now on this one um i, f- I found it says that with image stabilization enabled it says that you can hold it at 0.3 seconds for safely handheld shots, which I find wow. staggering. Yeah, I mean, okay. I was using it to the, at lower than 200, and it was fine. Yeah, I would, I would, that's staggering at 0.3 yeah. seconds. I mean, I would never do that, okay? I no. wouldn't risk it, no. okay? I've got this thing where they say is handheld, you know, safest, slowest shutter speed is 60th of a second. I still well, I use... I, well, I think that's too slow. <laughs> it right. is in my EF anyway. And I use that as my rule as if... Sixtieth. If I have to go to sixtieth, I'll go to a sixtieth. Yeah. But I want to be higher than that. One, two, five is fine. And I'm talking about general general photography yeah. here with other lenses. Okay. Do I find one, two, five isn't fine? Okay. Really. Just right. To, okay. I, I like going one sixtieth at the right. Yeah, at least even with the twenty four seventy. Yeah. Um. But you know, if the image stabilization, I think as I said, you got the lens. You didn't have image stabilization yeah. on it. And at the moment, at the time you bought it, it was right. It was worked for your budget. I get all of that. That's absolutely yeah. fine. But I think moving forward, you we we realise that the difference that image stabilization makes the lenses. So if any of you are looking oh, to yeah. go out and buy uh, a lens with uh, uh, that's got image stabilization uh, or doesn't, if you've got the choice of one or the other, then yeah. then try and see if you can budget for the lenses that have that image stabilization. Hey, it doesn't it's- have to have three modes like this lens does no. because this at the end of well the day, ef1 yeah. has two the ef right, does, version it, right. of does have two okay. so yeah okay so overall mark would you buy it what you what's you know in, in very quickly what's your sort of conclusion on it and I'll well my conclusion mind. on it i mean it's, it's a fantastic lens mm. and i do want to buy it the thing that's stopping me from buying it right now i'm afraid is the price tag Mm. it's 2600 pounds mm. it is a loss of money you know it is an investment to do and when i've yeah. got a 7200 yeah. which I know isn't as good and mm. I know I have solutions to get around the inefficiencies of not having a stabilizer and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You do kind of think, can I justify spending that sort of money? Especially when I'm shooting one EOS R6 and the other one is a, a, a Mark, a 5D Mark III. Mm. So, you know, you, you, you'd have to have, you can't use it on one of my cameras at the moment. Um, if I was to buy it. So if for me to buy this lens, I would then have to buy another R6. So you're then looking at about four and a half thousand pounds. And then you start thinking, okay, well maybe um, it it then becomes a bit of a, a a bit of a thing. But if you have, um, if you don't have any other gear or you're thinking of changing up your gear and you have the budget and you have it, get this lens get it over the ef because it is it's it's a miles better lens i mean it's it's chalk and cheese almost yeah that's right yeah i mean for me uh i totally agree with everything that you've said uh i'd love it i will look to uh just add it to my gear probably at some point next year um and 
it's a lens that I know that I will use a lot. And that's the key to for a lot yeah. of purchases is don't, I mean, don't go and buy it if you're not going to use it. Oh, yeah. Only, okay. I know a lot of people have got the budget to do it and they'll go out and buy a lens and they use it once or twice, get bored with it. And then, then after a while, I think, oh, well, I'm mm. just going to go back to my, you know, 2470 or whatever. If, you know, and if any of those people are out there listening to this, give me a call because I'll buy it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But now the thing is, is, I mean, I'm incredibly tempted to to purchase it. Okay, yeah. but then what I would need to do is I would need to cost uh, to factor in the cost of another R body, another Canon mirrorless body. Yeah. Okay, whatever yeah. that would be, whether it's going to be the R5, the R6, the R3, or the R6 Mark II. Even. Or the R6 Mark II. You yeah, know, right? that, okay. is, that is coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's Bit right. Bit of info yeah. on that next time. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing for me. I, I don't. I'm not going to buy this lens with only one mirrorless body okay i need to trade in a couple of other cameras yeah. that i've got that i'm not using anymore that are my backups and then i would buy i would buy uh, uh, i would buy one of the r bodies with the lens at the same time so that that camera stays on that that lens stays on that camera permanently yeah. it's there as a thing so you know i said that whole thing about changing lenses on a shoot you miss shots it's a definite way of having an accident when you're working quickly and most of the shoots that we do we do have to work very very quickly mm. you know as as working professionals we don't have time also to be precious with our gear although yeah. you know i do try to be but but hey we don't they're, they're tools they're working tools at mm. the end of the day they get put in a bag they get used they're put back in the bag and and that type of thing mm. so but yes incredible lens uh definitely definitely worth looking at for those people oh, yeah. that, well, it is worth that? i just, just want to interrupt it, it is it is the right price bracket for this lens it's just it oh is, definitely it, but it is quite a price to, to to attain to i mean yeah if yeah you're right you'd either have to trade something in or get it on finance uh because i can't imagine a lot of people have two and a half grand just floating about and oh yeah you know i'll, I'll buy that lens um it's you know it but it is an, an incredible piece of incredible piece of kit and a nice bit of glass. Yeah, yeah, it is great. And um, now, just to finish off, I'm just going to read a, a just a couple of online reviews, customer reviews from two or three different websites. Oh, right. here. I was looking at just to see what other people say. Oh, there's one thing actually we didn't mention. Oh, what's that? The, the lens hood. I think oh yes, this, the lens hood. This, this lens has an incredible lens hood for two reasons. Okay, well, a number of reasons. It's a big lens hood, which is great. It's a solid lens hood, which is brilliant. Yeah. And also, one of the things that you can do is that you can stand the camera on the lens hood, if you know what I mean. Okay, yeah, you can yeah, turn yeah. it. So, in other words, if you want to put the camera down, you can put it down face forward, so it's just standing up on the. It won't fall over. Okay, because yeah. it's a solid lens. Hood. But also, it's got this little window. Yes, okay. and we the, were the, like, what the hell yeah. is this window for? And, and 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 there was a third thing I looked at online to find. It's a slider, a little slider on the lens yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And basically, so you can open it up, and if you've got a filter on there, you can you can adjust it. Yeah, so like a circular polarizer or something exactly. Like yes, that. right. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought if you're shooting video and you want to put an ND filter on it and you want mm. to adjust that ND filter, um, yeah, brilliant. Otherwise, you'd be thinking I've got an ND filter on it. I need to use it. I'm going to have to take the lens hood off. Yeah. Right. To be able to access it all the time. So I think that's, and I don't know if that's the norm with um, uh, Canon lenses. It's not on. It's not Is on it not? the EF one. No. Right. No, okay. Not. Yeah. Because so I, I looked at it, I went, what the hell is this window? What's, what's this for? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, makes sense, doesn't it? When you, when you do a bit of research on it, yeah, it's for, That's 
for, for adjusting yeah. filters, which is yeah. So I'm going to read a couple of uh, uh, some different websites I've pulled up. A couple of customer uh, people's reviews. It says somebody says got the new RF seventy uh, two hundred and wow, it is easy the best seventy two hundred on the market. It says only downside is the zoom distance. Um, but you get around that by just taking the tripod collar off. Um, so that's somebody, something said, I'm just sort of reading. Zoom read, distance. Re- yeah, I'm not reading this. I'm just reading this at, uh, around because one thing I did try, actually, I didn't mention in the review is I did try to see how closely I could get, go close to a subject. And yeah. it's surprising how close you can go to a subject, yeah. you know, before about 70 before centimeters it, or something. Didn't it's you? A, is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. I, can't yeah, remember. I, know I, so. I, I was, we were at that wedding and I was saying uh, that must be yeah. that sort of thing. So that was incredible. Someone else says, um, uh, hey, oh, he's talking about starting to, he's thinking of switching to mirrorless. So that's a different yeah. type of thing. So we'll probably look at, uh, at the 7200 because it's much smaller and weighs less, but it says, I'm just using it as a hobby. Someone else says that that RF sizes, uh, uh, size and weight and progress is just amazing. It uh, is. The, yeah. uh, the fact that of being external zoom takes out the weather sealed. Right? I'm not sure quite what that means. Someone says it's a little bit pricey. Someone says it's impressive speed with the zoom lens. Mm. Um, it says dang. It's the little thing. Like small window for the variable ND filter. It's so <laughs> innovative, which is what yeah. we were just talking about. Yeah. And, just, and just puts the finishing touches on a great lens already. That's dope. Dope. <laughs> Don't say that ever again, Cam. <laughs> Currently <laughs> using the control ring adapter. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Okay. So, um, um, that, and that was in the review. Someone saying that it says uh, if money weren't an issue, that Canon RF system would be started to look at. Thanks for amazing reviews and content. And it says last one. I have the first generation 2.8 version, one of the first lenses I ever bought, and still one of my most used. Don't have the image stabilizer, but still amazing. I love that glass, and may never part with it. <laughs> well. So, I think uh, for, for that last comment, just check out this one because I think you'll change your mind. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. So, Canon, I just want to say thank you very much for uh, um, uh, giving us this lens to review. I hope there's going to yeah. be many more to come. It's been great working with you guys. Um, and uh, it's certainly going to be a, a lens, I think, that I'll, I'll be investing in during next year. And the perfect lens, of course, we know if you want to be a royal photographer as well. And uh, <laughs> and wow. use it, use, use it hidden, use the hidden. Possibly in Westminster Abbey, you need a longer lens, but I don't <laughs> that's know. right. Yeah, and that pillar costume, I'm going to be out on the hunt for a, <laughs> for, a for a pillar costume. Yeah. As well, so if so. anyone sees a like a, a bush moving or a pillar <laughs> moving, it's probably Cam. That's so, right. Yeah. Uh, just uh, cl- close your curtains, basically. Yeah, so exactly. You'll probably have a camera in his hand. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, Mark. So that is our first official Canon product review uh, yeah. on the podcast. We're growing. We're getting bigger uh thank you everyone for listening we're making you know we're making the charts in all sorts of countries now are we yeah yeah it has been pretty good i get the little list come through as well so um you know a couple of new ones mexico and the philippines we've got listeners in mexico and the philippines that's cool good stuff yeah so yeah all good guys thank you very much for listening uh mark is there anything else you want to say before we say no no i I Uh, think i think we've rabbited on enough for today (laughs) yeah yeah. okay um oh actually one thing i will say somebody's going to be thinking out there where should i go and buy this lens where should i get you know where am i going to get the best price from um you know you have got your places like wex mpb london camera exchange we're talking about uk here uh the camera center uh 
there's loads of great loads reliable of camera retailers yeah. out there that you can go and buy from yes there, there, there is the option of from buying from overseas you do have that option things like gray imports what we've spoken about that before but that's really down to you guys to find what the best price is that yeah. uh, you can find online and uh fine anyway guys thank you very very much for listening um and uh, uh keep on listening and sharing and liking and all the usual stuff and we'll see you in the next episode cheers guys Bye for now, guys.